This is Jeff Orge, president of Gateway Seminary. Welcome to the Lead On podcast, where we talk about leadership issues in Christian ministry, and particularly talk about how to do our work more effectively. Today, I want to talk about an interesting issue, at least uh, for me it has been, and that is developing creativity in leadership. Now, this presentation today uh, originated with a seminar that I was asked to lead a few, uh, few months ago on the issue of being more creative as a leader. Now, when I received that assignment, quite honestly, I had never spoken on this subject. I, I didn't really have any notes or ideas, and so my first thought was, well, I, I need to do some research on uh, creativity and leadership. But that seemed a bit of a contradiction. I was supposed to be lecturing on creativity, but I had my first thought to go and find out what other people said, copy that down, and deliver that as my lecture. So uh, I intentionally set aside all other resources and said, all right, I have to create uh, a presentation on creativity and leadership, and I need to create that uh, out of my own experience or out of my own uh, expressions and out, or perhaps even out of my own dialogues with other people about this issue. But I don't need to write a footnoted paper. I need to come up with something creative on creativity in leadership. And so I'd like to share with you for the next few minutes uh, what I've put together and how I have come to, I think, identify some characteristics that make for creative leadership and some practices that I've done and that you can do to bring more creativity uh, to your leadership role and to your leadership team. The first thing is I'd like to draw a distinction between two concepts. First, I'd like to draw a distinction between the role of creativity and the role of resourcefulness in leadership. And to do that, let me first define what I mean. I define creativity in leadership as this, the ability to formulate new, original, or innovative ideas to accelerate the fulfillment of your mission. Let me say it again. Creativity in leadership is the ability to formulate new, original, or innovative ideas to accelerate the fulfillment of your mission. The emphasis, of course, is on new, original, or innovative. Now, resourcefulness in leadership is slightly different. The definition of that is the ability to adapt existing ideas to accelerate the fulfillment of your mission. Again, resourcefulness in leadership is the ability to adapt existing ideas to accelerate the fulfillment of your mission. Now, notice the contrast and comparison of these two definitions. First, uh, the contrast. Creativity is about new, original, or innovative ideas. Resourcefulness is about adapting existing ideas to accelerate the fulfillment of your mission. And the, the, that's the contrast aspect. The comparative aspect of these two definitions is both contribute to accelerating the fulfillment of your mission. Now, let me make a couple of observations based on these definitions and the comparison and the contrast. First, both creativity and resourcefulness are good qualities. Second, both creativity and resourcefulness contribute to accelerating the fulfillment of your mission. Resourcefulness is going to a conference and seeing how another church has solved a problem, finding a book and seeing how another author has described some solutions, uh, resourcefulness is going to visit a, a model church that's doing a particular ministry well or a model seminary or a model social, social services organization or a model NGO and seeing how they're doing their work effectively and then coming back and adapting that into your current situation. 
Resourcefulness is very helpful, and it's a very uh, desirable skill. And in fact, it's what we do most of the time. But creativity is when we come up with really new ideas on our own, or we come up with new approaches uh, in our own setting that we can then uh, develop and uh, and and flesh out until they become solutions for problems that we're we're facing. Now. Approximately, depending on uh, the the the, uh, the research that you look at, and I did do a little research on just this one part. Approximately three to ten percent of people uh, really would be in the category of being innovators, or inventors, or creators. Now, my my observation of that is that it's closer to the three percent than it is the ten percent. There are very few leaders that are genuinely uh, creative innovators that come up with new original ideas that have never been done before. Most uh, what we would call creative leaders are really people who are resourceful. They're able to take what they see other people doing and adapt it into their situation in, in really healthy ways to use very effectively. But I want to emphasize uh, creativity is not really more desirable than resourcefulness. Yes, we value the creative people and we need the innovators and we certainly want new ideas, but we have to recognize that those are going to come from a very small percentage of the population of leaders, 3 to 10 percent. And as I've said, my observation is it's closer to the 3 percent than it is the 10. But the rest of us, the other 90 plus percent, really need to be good um, adapters. We need to be able to be resourceful in our leadership, taking what we see others doing that's new, original, or innovative, and adapting it to fit in our situation. So if, you would say, if you're listening to this podcast and you say, well, yeah, I, I want to be more creative, but let's get real here. I'm, I'm just not that creative. Uh, relax. You're in the vast majority. Most people are better at being resourceful adapters than they are being creative innovators. So focus on both. But you can also work toward being more creative. So now let me talk about some steps of how to be a more creative leader and then some steps about how to develop more creative leadership solutions to problems in your organization. So first, how to be a more creative leader by prompting more creative thinking on your part. Here are some suggestions that I've used or that I've watched others use that I think are very helpful. First, re-engage your imagination through play. Now, you, you can see this quickly. Uh, most children spend most of their time playing, especially very young children. And they have wonderful imaginative worlds that they create, uh, building forts out of blankets and dollhouses out of uh, little boxes. They, they, they can take a stick and turn it into a gun or a, uh, a, a pine cone and turn it into a dog. I mean, these are amazing things that children do as they play imaginatively in their world. But as we get older, uh, we become more and more riveted in reality and more and more focused on daily issues that we have to face that uh, eliminate a lot of imaginative play or thinking from our lives. But one of the ways to reignite your imagination is through play. Now, what I mean by that is finding something that you really enjoy doing that disengages your brain from its normal thought patterns related to work and that gives you the opportunity to enjoy something uh, very different. Whether it's fly fishing or umpiring baseball or working jigsaw puzzles, uh, whatever it may be, 
you find yourself immersed in it to the point that your 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 thought processes change, your thought patterns change, and you find yourself re-engaging in new new ways of thinking because of engaging in play. Uh, leaders can become such serious people where we're working all the time, focused on our task, <clears throat> trying to get things done. But in reality, we'll be much better at all of that if we'll also take some time to play, to simply focus our attention somewhere else on something we enjoy that, is in, that reinvigorates the way we think. A second suggestion to prompt more creative thinking is to use your best time for creative thinking. Now, for me, uh, my best time is early in the morning. And so when I have a particular problem that I'm trying to solve or a particular issue that's really plaguing me, I'll set aside early morning time to think about that problem. Um, and for me, that's, uh, that's the best time. Now, that doesn't mean you should be a more, become a morning person or that you have to do that in the morning. Maybe your best time is in the afternoon or maybe your best time is late in the evening. But whenever you know that, you're, that, that whenever you know your best time of the day, the time when you're most productive, when you're most alert, when your thinking is most clear, when you have the fewest distractions, uh, when you have the highest level of energy, whenever that time is during your day, uh, when you're really trying to solve a problem that requires innovation or original thinking, set aside that best time and reserve it uh, for this kind of creative thinking. And this is just a good leadership principle anyway. Uh, everyone should know when they are at their peak and when they're uh, having their middle and when they're at their worst during the day. Uh, and whatever kind of schedule or routine or rhythm your life uh, has, you should know that. And you should plug the most important things you're trying to accomplish into the time of the day when you're the best and then down the line from there. Uh, that's why, you know, where I, where I am, uh, there are certain times that my assistant knows that I need to be scheduled into meetings. There are certain times I need to be scheduled to be alone. There are certain times I need to be scheduled not to be with anybody because she understands my, my schedule and under, kind of understands the way I work. And uh, while there's always some exceptions to this, that's the really most productive way to organize your, your time. And remember, uh, save your best time for your most creative thinking. Okay, here's a third idea. To prompt more creative thinking, uh, change your location. For example, uh, go away to the beach or go to a cabin in the woods. Uh, go to a park or a public place. Uh, if, you're, if you're not able to do some of those things, you may say, well, I could change where I do this at my house. I, I, I could uh, go out on the patio or I could go up to our den or I could do something. But whatever you do, uh, change your location. Break up your patterns. Now, I'm going to get to, in just a moment, uh, doing some of this organizationally, but I'll add this in here at this point. Um, I do this with our team when I want our team to think more creatively. Um, I used to resist this because I thought, well, I just don't want to spend the money to take my team away uh, to, a, to a hotel or you know, extra meals, extra costs. I just don't want to spend the money. But I realized a few years ago that really uh, that's money well spent because when I take our team away and get them out of the conference room we normally meet in, get them away from their phone, their cell phone, and the demands of their lives, uh, get them away into a, into a place that may uh, be you know, relaxing or at least maybe have some physical beauty to it, a place we can go and actually enjoy where we are. When we go there, it's amazing how much more invigorating and how uh, invigorated and how much more focused we are in terms of getting our work done. Um, it's 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 uh, it's just part of changing the location that seems to have a, a, a almost a magical effect, if you will, on changing the level of creativity that we bring to problem solving and to ideas. So, uh, prompt more creative thinking. Reengage your imagination through play. Use your best time for creative thinking and change your location.
to help you to think more creatively. Now here's a fourth idea, and that is uh, to prompt more creative thinking, engage with people who are, quote, on the edge in whatever field you're thinking about or in whatever area you're trying to solve the problem. That means uh, maybe listen to podcasts, TED Talks, read books, or if possible, go and sit down and talk with people uh, about the leadership challenge that they've faced and how they've responded to it or how they've resolved it. Uh, People who are on the edge may be people that you would say, well, I don't agree with everything they're doing. And that's okay. You don't have to agree with everything they're doing because you're trying to get out of your box and force yourself to look at your problems in some new ways. Uh, Just because you go and have a conversation with someone or you you read their book or listen to their podcast or take a a, uh, a time to go to their seminar doesn't mean you accept everything they say, but it does mean that you allow yourself to be open to the possibility that their creative way of solving the problems that they're addressing really might speak into your situation. Another thing I would suggest on this is don't be afraid to call up someone who's solving a problem creatively that you're also trying to solve. Um, and or who has a track record of solving creative problems and you're facing one you don't know how to solve, don't be afraid to call that person and ask them for a time of interview or a time of conversation. Uh, for years in a leadership class I've taught here at the seminary, one of my assignments has been for students to go and interview a prominent leader. And I force them to do that with someone outside the ministry uh, area because I want them to get a broader exposure to leadership. And, in the, and I challenge them to go big, uh, to ask someone that they might think is untouchable or unreachable. And so over the years, I've had, for example, the, the, the commander of the Air Force Academy was interviewed. I've had the mayor of Denver, Colorado interviewed. I've had major CEOs in Silicon Valley that agreed to be interviewed. Uh, when you ask someone for a uh, time like this, and you tell them, I'm a graduate student, or I'm a pastoral leader, or I'm a ministry leader, and I'm looking for creative solutions to a certain problem. I wonder if you'd give me 15 minutes to 30 minutes to talk about this particular issue. You'll be surprised at how many people will find time to talk with you. Leaders like talking about leadership, and especially they like talking about creative problems or creative solutions to problems. And so one way to prompt more creative thinking is to engage with people on the edge through all these means I've just described. And then uh, another way to prompt more creative thinking, and I'm going to give sort of two sides to the coin on this one, and that is to talk out your ideas, especially if you're an extrovert. Now, in our family, uh, we have some classic extroverts, uh, people who really like to talk. And so uh, for them to process out an idea and to really get to the most creative idea possible, they need to talk out their ideas. Now, If you're an introvert, this can be annoying and can be a little bit challenging. So the other side of the coin is, if you're an introvert, write out your ideas. In other words, sit down at a keyboard and just start uh, banging out ideas, just writing thoughts, possibilities, and just letting the, the ideas flow as you see them coming up on the screen and mulling and meditating on them. In other words, I guess if I were putting these two sides of the coin under one heading, I would say express your ideas Put them out there where you can think about them, listen to them, or talk about them. Uh, So you're going to speak them or write them, but mainly you're going to get those ideas out there. And again, I'll make an application of this a little bit later to doing this in a leadership or a group setting, but it has application in that setting as well. And then finally, another way to prompt more creative thinking is to do what I call dream scenario planning, and that is ask this question. Um, If our mission was really fulfilled in our organization, what would we look like 10 years from now? Or if I could 
do away with our organization and create a new one to take its place, what would it look like? In other words, you set, set up these dream scenarios. Now, you may say, well, that's pointless. That's never going to happen. That's just pie in the sky. Uh, well, yeah, it is all that. It, it isn't ever going to happen. And it may simply be blue sky thinking or pie in the sky, as you might call it. But the, but the other side of it is this. If you don't have that kind of dream scenario thinking going on, you, you'll never force yourself to go beyond the realities that you're currently experiencing and think about the realities of what possibly could become if you were able to think about the problems in different ways. So uh, dream scenario thinking is another good way to prompt more creativity. So how do you prompt more creative thinking? Well, here's a quick review. Re-engage your imagination through play. Use your best time for creative thinking. Change your location for your thinking. Engage with people on the edge through various media or means I've described, including an interview. And then communicate your ideas. Put them out there where you can look at them, think about them, uh, read them, or even talk about them. So extroverts, talk out your ideas. Introverts, write out your ideas. And then finally, envision dream scenarios. Do Dream scenario planning where you imagine what could be or what might be or what you'd like to be uh, evident in your current situation and then back up from that in terms of making it happen. So that's some ways to develop more creative thinking. Now, how do you develop more creative solutions to problems you may be facing in your ministry setting? Well, here are some suggestions about how to do that. First of all, access your most creative employees when you're trying to solve difficult, troubling problems that need creative solutions. Now, when you access your most creative employees, you are going to receive a barrage of ideas. They are going to bombard you with possibilities. Uh, there are people that seemingly have an unending supply of ideas that pop into their minds about how to solve, address, or deal with particular problems or issues. Uh, we have one of these employees particularly here at the seminary. He's probably, over the years, been our consistently most creative employee. And on two occasions uh, here at the seminary, I've actually changed his job. I called him in and said, I have a new, a new program that's never been done before. Uh, I need the most creative person I have to lead it, and I want you to take, take, take it over. And both times he jumped at the possibility, as I knew he would, because he thrives on creative, energetic, innovative change and leadership in those capacities. But even when I'm not asking him to lead a new program, I, have I ask him and other employees as well uh, for their creative ideas about how to solve certain problems. And we typically receive a barrage of them, uh, an overwhelming number of them. Now you may say, well, that's the point. They're just going to babble on about all these different things and, and most of it's not going to be helpful. And you're right, most of it won't be helpful. Most of it will be unrealistic, uh, impossible to fund. Uh, most of it will be, uh, will be beyond the scope of what anyone can do in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, some of it might even be illegal or unethical. I mean, all kinds of ideas get promoted or get put out when you talk about just brainstorming creative solutions. But nevertheless, when you do this, there'll be that one or two or three ideas that emerge that you think, huh, why didn't we think of that before? And those are the ideas you're looking for. Those two or three that rise to the top that you can skim off and say, that's what we were looking for when we started this process, and that's what we need to get done. Which leads me to the second thing, and that is once you've accessed your most creative employees, and that is brainstorm lots of ideas with them. Don't stifle the silly or the outrageous. Just let it 
flow. Now, earlier I talked about that it's important sometimes to change your location, and you can even do that with your team, and that sometimes helps with more creative thinking. Uh, when we have our annual uh, strategic planning uh, retreat, we start, part of that retreat will always be putting up blank sheets of paper on the wall and throwing out problems and just, just throwing up solutions, just writing as many of them as we can. Uh, sometimes we do this with giant post-it notes, sometimes we do it with electronics, with different screens, but we're always trying to find ways to just put as many ideas possible on the board that we can. Uh, you know, a few years ago when we relocated the seminary, we had uh, uh, so many challenges about that, but Back in 2013, when we were just at the front edge of making it happen, we went to a leadership retreat, and I said, all right, for the next uh, couple of hours, here's what I want you to do. I want you to just start listing every single thing you can think of that needs to be done to move a seminary, um, every single thing you can think of. Um, and we started, and at the end of that, uh, ex that exercise, I think that we had 113 items that we had listed. Now, some of those were things like design an entirely new website and web presence. I mean, that's one out of 113, but that gives you an idea of how complicated some of those items were. And some of them were as simple as uh, design a new seminary seal to have our new name and our new logo on it and all those kinds of things. And so uh, we had a, different, a diverse group of people in the room, and so obviously they were coming out with different ideas. The finance people were throwing up things like about accounting and legal stuff and, and, and uh, you know, processes we had to go through with attorneys. And the marketing people were throwing up like, we need a new website, we need a new seal, we need a new tagline, uh, we need new promotional materials. And the, the faculty were saying, well, we've got to come up with ways about pro transitioning academic programs and protecting students' rights and making sure that educational systems are delivered. And everyone was right, by the way. Uh, we just kept speaking from all these different perspectives about all these different ideas that needed to be put on the board. And we came up with this massive list that we eventually distilled down to around 103, 113, some odd number like that. I know it was over on just over 100. But that became the, 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 uh, the template, really, or the, 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 the uh, blueprint, really, that was what we used to move the seminary. And it all started with just brainstorming lots of ideas. And we didn't say any idea was bad or any idea had to be eliminated. We just put everything we could think of on the board. And that's what led us to be able to develop these really creative plans to do something that really had never been done before. And that's moving a major seminary the way we moved it uh, those, uh, uh, the, over those few years. So developing more creative leadership solutions. Access your most creative employees. Get the most creative people you can in the room and give them the possibility of thinking uh, creatively. And then that leads to number two, brainstorm lots of ideas with your team. Don't stifle the silly or the outrageous. Don't say something won't work or something can't go on the list. At this point, just put everything that you can think of on the board and then start working from there to make the plans that really will help your organization go forward. Third thing I would say is when you're doing all this is you have to be comfortable with the messiness of the process. Um, you know, leaders are typically time conscious. We're very time sensitive. We, we want things to be done rapidly and quickly and in a linear fashion. And frankly, this process is not any of these things. Creativity is not linear. It doesn't go from point A to point B to point C. It goes from point R to point Z to point B to point Q to point A. It, it goes all over the map, if you will. It, it, it isn't orderly. It isn't efficient. It appears to be a waste of time when you're doing it, um, and yet it isn't. It's the, 
it's, it's a very important part of getting to new solutions to old problems. And without it, you're just going to doom yourself to repeating the same old, same old that you've always done. Now, there's a balance here. When I go away for uh, one of these uh, create creativity retreats and one of these strategic retreats that we have, um, we spend a few hours doing what I've just described. We get creative people in the room. We put uh, ideas on the wall. We don't edit or, or limit. We just brainstorm thinking widely and with, with great uh, you know, energy about all the possibilities of how to solve the problems or the issues we're dealing with. But there comes a time when I have to say as the, as the leader, okay, that's enough now. Uh, now we've got to go back and start reworking this and rethinking it. So let's start picking out the new ideas that, that, that we need to talk about. Let's start looking for the really creative things that we can do. Uh, let's uh, take some of these ideas that maybe seemed crazy when they were first voiced and, and let's flesh them out a little bit because maybe there's something here we need to find. And so uh, this process does require some linear structure and thinking at the appropriate point, but don't do that prematurely. And you may say, well, how will I know how long to go with the brainstorming and how, and how to move to a more linear decision-making structure? Well, you'll know that by trial and error and experience as a leader. When I first started doing this, I made a lot of mistakes in it. But now, as I've been leading for all these years, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with knowing uh, when, the, when the brainstorming creativity by all these people that I've brought, assembled is, is really starting to wane, and it's time to move on to sort of the next step, which is winnowing and narrowing and focusing. Uh, I've learned that. Uh, it's really kind of learning the feel of the room and the understanding of the people and knowing how the organization needs to move. And it's also something about the time involved. You know, we, we don't have time for a six-day retreat. We have a two-day retreat. And so as we move into the first part, we do the creative part, and then we move into the second part, we move toward more the linear part where we're trying to put the creativity into some kind of format that re results in action plans. And then I would also say, as you're going through this process, number four, don't dismiss impossible or implausible ideas or solutions too quickly. You know, sometimes someone will throw out an idea, and uh, especially, uh, you know, one of the more creative people will throw out an idea, and and sometimes like the, an accountant or a, or a business officer or somebody who uses a facility, manages it, will say, oh, that'll never work. We can't do that. Uh, well, then the answer, the, the, the obvious question you have to ask is, why not? Well, why not? And so you, you have to ferret down into these, uh, these ideas a little bit to figure out what's really there that we can do. Uh, and why are we saying no to things so quickly? Uh, and sometimes this kind of um, this kind of patience and this kind of probing leads to really surfacing an idea that causes people to say, yeah, you know, we, we really could do that. I know there have been times when, when I've brought ideas forward and I said, you know, I'd do this if I thought we could or if we had the money, if we had the, 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 the ability. And, 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 I, and, and someone else in the room will say, well, Mr. President, why can't we do that? Let's, I, I, let's find the money. That's so important to me. I, I, I'll, I've got some budget I can devote to that. I've got some people I can devote to that. I mean, people start getting excited about an idea like that. I know a few years ago, uh, we came back to the seminary back in 2009 when we had the economic downturn in the United States, and it hit all of us. And, you know, at the seminary, we had a meeting, and I said, all right, here's the framework where we are. This is how much money we're losing. This is how much funding we're going to be short because of the economic collapse. This is the situation as it is. Now, I don't want us to cut any, any programs, and I don't want us to lay off any people. Now, if we're going to do both those things, we've got to come up with some really creative solutions to solve some problems of how we're going to get things done. And I want you guys to go into groups and think about this and come back with some ideas. And it was, it was so exciting because they, they, the employees said, okay, if we're keeping all the academic programs and we're keeping all the people, if that's really what you want to do, Mr. President, then 
we will find a way because those are the two highest values we have here, our academic programs and the people that we work with. If you're committed to keeping both of those in place, then we're going to find a way. And one of the coolest things that ever happened here at our school was watching our faculty and staff work together to come up with ways to keep delivering our programs to keep the people that we had and to save money in various places to make that happen. And at first, some of the ideas that uh, were, were, were thrown out, we thought, well, that'll never work. You can't do that in a school. We can't break down those department lines. We can't overcome those silos of thinking. But they did. They did it because they were willing to keep after the challenge of the situation and not dismiss anything as impossible until they found a way to get it done. And then the last thing I would say is to, uh, to, uh, is to identify the barriers to making your creative, your creative thinking reality and then eliminate those barriers. Um, the, um, when you get in these kind of situations where you're trying to be creative and all these ideas are flowing and people are popping out with different options and you start trying to solve these different problems, um, typically what happens is barriers are erected. You say, well, we don't have this money or we don't have this person or we don't have this resource or we don't have this opportunity. And we can't do anything because the barrier's in the way. Well, the, the question is, how do we remove that barrier? And you may say, well, it's easy. You find more money or you hire a person. No, it's not always that, that, that easy, and it always, that, that's not always what can be done. You know, sometimes we have to say here at the seminary, well, this is what we need to do, and the barrier is we don't have anyone to do it. So the solution is not, well, we just give up. The solution is, okay, team, how do we find a way to get this done, given the reality of the limitation we have and the barrier that exists? How do we find a way to remove that and go around it a different way? So it's not just creativity in the, the ideas of what can happen. It's creativity in the ideas of how to get it done. And it's loosing your organization from its bounds or its barriers or its policies that keep it from thinking creatively about the how-to, not just the what-if. So, how to be more creative in leadership? Well, think more creatively as I've described and then bring some more creative leadership solutions to the table to help your organization to solve problems more creatively, not only by dreaming of what can happen, but also creating some what-if strategies of what will be required to get it done. So. That's my idea about how to be more creative in leadership. I hope it helps you to think in a fresh way about your situation and to lead your team to think in fresh ways about the challenges it faces. Thanks for being on the podcast today.